Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Minds on Mental Health podcast. My name is Andy Dean. I'm a licensed clinical social worker. And today's the continuation of my conversation with Jessica Levy, who's also a licensed clinical social worker, as well as the site director for Penn Medicine Princeton House Behavioral Health in their Eatontown, New Jersey location. Today, Jessica and I discuss three more tips people can use to help themselves manage depression and the winter blues during the coronavirus pandemic. But my number two is to go outside. And again, we're keeping these really simple. So number two tip for helping to manage depression during the wintertime, go outside. We get in the habit when it's cold outside of convincing ourselves that it's too cold to go outside. And unless you live in, I don't know, Antarctica, you'll probably be able to survive a quick walk outside in the cold. My wife was reading a story the other day, which I thought was funny, and it was about how to survive COVID, the COVID winter with kids. And what they said is, um, there's no such thing as inappropriate weather, just inappropriate clothing. And I figured I would steal mm. that. I like that. Yeah, I would steal that for this podcast. Because number one, I think it's kind of funny. And number two, I think we can really apply that to this kind of situation, right? There are so many benefits to going outside. Um, in the winter time, it's darker. There's less daylight because for some reason we still have daylight savings time. We don't want to oh, get started God, on that topic. On that. Yeah, really. But regardless, you have less light during the day um, and less sunlight leads to vitamin D deficiency a lot of the time, but also a whole bunch of chemical changes that you can help to combat them by going outside for as long as you can, you know, as long as it feels comfortable for you. And you may even have to push yourself and be a little uncomfortable. But if you have the resources, I say, you know, spend a little money on getting clothes that, you know, I'll give you a quick example. I didn't have great shoes for walking around outside in the wintertime until about a week ago uh, when I, I made a, a crazy splurge and actually got myself like some nice hiking boots or shoes i'm like way more likely to go outside now because i have these stupid boots which sounds dumb but it's true and especially with like the snow that's still on the ground from the big snow we just got like the shoes i had before the if they got wet like the water would just leak inside the shoes and i'd be miserable walking around with wet socks which is the worst thing in the world the and worst. yeah 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 so anyway now that's not a problem this is crazy i can't believe i'm talking about this for as long as i am but your wet socks, <laughs> my wet socks and my new boots and whatever. But I, I really am. I have a dazzle headband, so it's only yeah, fair. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> so anyway, I I am more likely to go outside now and enjoy being outside and stay outside for longer. So if you have the resources, I would say spend some money on really weather appropriate clothing for the winter time, especially because there are just so many benefits to being outside. You know, if you're outside, you're probably walking or doing some kind of exercise, even if you're not just getting the sunlight is going to make you feel better in terms of your depression. So my number two tip is to go outside and yes, you may be a little cold. And if we're talking about battling depression, it may be worth it to be cold for a while. Yeah. So that's my number two tip. I'm sure you didn't mean it for this way to be so profound, but I actually really like that what you led with in that there's no such thing as inappropriate weather. It's inappropriate clothing. 
we just have a tendency to convince ourselves that because it's cold, we shouldn't go outside. Yeah. And it's just not true. I really like that. Andy, you, you gave me something. I never thought I would say it, but you gave me something I'll probably use over and over. Although it's not from wow. you. Wow. Wow. Okay. We are on the home stretch here. Would you like to give me your number three tip? I can. What, why don't we switch it up? You give me your number three. All right. Number three. This is going to be a repeat from something that I said on my um, podcast with Dr. Sneaky, which is three tips for managing anxiety during COVID. But number three is get off your phone. And I say this somewhat in jest because I realize that it's impossible for people to get off of their phones. Maybe impossible is the wrong word, but it's very difficult for people to get off their phones totally. Yeah, it's a challenge. But limit the time that you spend on your phone as much as possible. A number of reasons for this. Number one, if you're on your phone, you're probably not doing other things that would probably be more beneficial in terms of helping you to fight your depression or your depressive feelings. You know, if you are just browsing through Instagram or whatever, you're not opening those five pieces of mail that would help to lighten that load in that backpack that we were talking about. So I, I guess number one is that it can really be a distraction instead of something that's helpful in terms of helping you to get moving and do things that are really helpful for battling your depression. Number two is that it just makes you not feel good. Um, you know, I was reading an article the other day about that your cortisol levels just kind of shoot up after you've been on your phone for X amount of minutes. Um, and it really doesn't even depend on what you're doing. Um, but it's just not good for your mental health to be on your phone. So limit it as much as you can, I guess is, is what I want to say. I still go on my phone. Definitely. But I do try to be mindful about how much time I'm spending on it because I know that I feel different when I've been on my phone for, you know, three hours that day versus a half an hour that day. And I think, you know, regardless of the science and whatever, this is just kind of one of those things that's really intuitive if you think about it. Like if you just kind of do a uh, check in with yourself, hey, I spent, you know, three or four hours on my phone today. How am I how am I feeling right now? versus a day when you're only on your phone for 20 minutes, I would guess that the day that you're on your phone for only 20 minutes, you're probably going to notice that in terms of your mental health or your depression, you're feeling better. I could be wrong about that, but hmm. I think for most people, that's probably where they would land. So anyway, I mean, number three is to stay off your phone as much as you can. All right. So now I wish that I went first. Oh boy. Why did I steal it? You stole it. I mean, I, I didn't specifically identify the phone as much as I really want to just highlight like avoid flooding and, and social media mm -hmm. um, and limit that. I echo everything that you're, you're saying. It's, there's just so much. There's so many great things. I will highlight that with regards to social media. And that's really where mine is specifically is about social media. Um, because what I have found, and there's lots of great things, a lot of positive, you know, people sharing recipes, this, that, and the other. It's all wonderful. However, often what does happen is you're now, and I can speak for myself, you know, if I'm feeling down 
any at any given moment and I open up my phone and then I scrolling through Instagram and I happen to see, you know, happy people, their families and oh, look what this mom did with her kids. I'm now going to feel a, a certain way yeah. and start to compare and judge myself and comparison is in my opinion the thief of joy yeah um to be like profound about it because instagram social media all those platforms it is a nanosecond of a photo or a video that's taken and then posted what then is perceived uh, from viewers seeing it is often far of reality Mm -hmm. So it's just not, it's just not healthy to, when you're, when you're depressed, when you're sad to go down that, you know, rabbit hole, that the darkness of what social media is and get sucked into it because you're just going to feel, oftentimes you will feel less motivated, less inclined to do things. You'll have poor judgments about yourself and it's, it's just an unhealthy spiral that can occur now. So that was kind of, I'll echo what you're saying. And I agree with it. I will also, however, um, one that I was kind of toying with, with regards to a third one. So I'll suggest something different is it kind of ties into that routine and structure and slash. Wait, hold on, hold on a second. Structure. I'm going to interrupt you now. Okay. Cause I want to say about social media, Social media tends to come up on these podcasts a lot, and we do try to give a balanced view of like, okay, well, there are some good things about it, and sure, there can be some good things about social media, but for whatever reason today, I feel like I'm going to die on this hill, and I'm just going to say 99% of the time. I would not recommend being on social media if you're depressed. And like, I remember uh, one of the podcasts that I think will be posted by the time this one airs is, was um, we were talking about eating disorders and like how, how it can be helpful for some people to go on like support groups for eating disorders through social media and stuff. Yeah, I I totally agree. Absolutely. In that case, social media is probably great. So if you're going on social media to be on a depression support group or an anxiety support group or an eating disorder support group, then I think go for it, man. It's That's great. Uh, I would also venture to guess that 99.9% of the time when people go on social media, that's not what they're doing. So I don't know. I, I would be very cautious about social media and try to limit that too. You know, I... There need to be more studies about this, but I just think that it does way more to make you feel more depressed and anxious than it does to make you feel happy, you know, energized, hopeful. Mm -hmm. There are positive things you can access on it. Yes. But I think what tends to happen is like you said, you go on and you get into that comparison mindset. You know, it's what are you going to see right now if you go on social media? All these like awesome pictures of happy families in their their uh, holiday pictures, you know, their mm-hmm. Christmas pictures that they took. If you don't have that at the moment or you don't feel like you have that at the moment, 
that's probably not going to make you feel great to look at all those pictures. Um, right. So, and, and, you know, I could just be biased. Maybe this is just my bias coming out, but I just think I would probably encourage people to avoid it as much as they can. Again, it's like the phone. No one's going to avoid it a hundred percent of the time, but be mindful when you're, when you click on it, that, it's probably not going to be very helpful in terms of helping you manage depression right now. Like I said, yeah, unless I... in a very specific case, you're going online to join a depression support group. Awesome, man. Go, go for it. Um, but anyway, that's my, so, that's my little rant on social media. With social media, you're right. You know, you go on right now, you're going to open up and you're going to see everything holiday lights and oh, they're going to see this drive through light show, da da da, baking cookies, all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. You're, you are absolutely right. If you're depressed and or you don't have that, you know, maybe you've lost loved ones throughout COVID and you're just not feeling it, then a way to, there's a couple of things that people can do um, if shutting that world off seems too impossible yeah if if taking a break from social media seems way too um radical if you will then have two different accounts where one is all about the support groups that you're talking about mm-hmm. and things that uplift you and that's the account that you only access when you're feeling upset yeah. Um, and only go through that so that on your stream or your feed or whatever it's called, that's all you're seeing are the, are these things that are uplifting and others that can relate to exactly what you're talking about right now, as mm-hmm. opposed to the latter, the uh, former that we were talking about. Perfect. Yeah. That, that's exactly, um, that's what Christy said when we did the parenting podcast, she said to have a parent empowerment profile on social media, where it's all just mm-hmm. like pictures of other parents who are screwing up just as much as you are. Yep. <laughs> um, which well, makes it, sense. It, it makes sense. I do think, though, I, what I was going to say before you interrupt me, um, which is completely valid, you're totally allowed, um, <laughs> is with regards to um, that routine and that structure, the goal each day that I was highlighting for the other two points is sticking to a schedule through the day. So if you have to go on social media on either one of those accounts that we just talked about, mm-hmm. you are going to do so for 20 minutes. And like, right. that's yeah, it. Yeah. 20 minutes is yes. a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you're going to set that timer and you're going to stick to it when that timer goes off, it's shut it down. And so, and doing similar things like throughout the day. So um, I have found that a structure and a timer actually has really helped make these other types of tasks less daunting because mm-hmm. you know that there's an end for those that are more challenging. For example, if you're going to go for an exercise, you're going to do, I'm, I hate exercising and I'm going to go do it um, for 10 minutes. You know, you know that there's an end in sight, but you still did it for those 10 minutes and right. that's awesome. Right. Um, or it's okay. I really want to watch this show or really want to scroll on social media and I know it's not great for me. So I'm going to have a start time and I'm going to have an end time doing that. I think really does help promote and like push you to do other things. I agree. And listen, I don't mean to be such a hater. I have a tendency on here to be a real hater of social media. 
And <laughs> and I think I've made a public apology to Mark Zuckerberg before on this podcast for for being like that. Not that he really deserves my apology, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but I guess the way that I feel is that this podcast is supposed to be about mental health. Yeah. Kind of going back to what we talked about earlier, one of the first things people do when they wake up is connect. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's it's just so important to have, you know, that healthy balance of being present in the now versus being lost in your phone and everything that comes up with your phone, games, you know, all of it. Okay. I want to say my my three things, nothing but my three things, my three tips. And then I want you to do the same, okay? Okay. Or actually, why don't you go first? Just just say number one, this, number two, this. Um, Number one, have structure and routine in the morning as well as at night. So bookend your days. Um, number two, set an intentional goal every single day that is one that you can accomplish. And number three, my number three was kind of all over the place as you stole it. So being mindful of um, being, again, purposeful and intentional um, with social media and having times of disconnect. Perfect. All right. And my three things were... Uh, wake up and get in the shower and get ready for the day Uh, number two is go outside and number three is stay off your phone as much as that's possible for you jessica levy i was gonna say you better say my name right thank you very much for being (laughs) thank you for having me